Hi. <clears throat> Hello. And welcome to the podcast today. Welcome back. Today's Today's topic <laughs> Today's topic is today's topic is collectibles, and so we are talking about a very diverse niche alternative investment um, market called collectibles. Collectibles. Collectibles, and it's exactly what the word means—things that you collect, and ideally they accumulate their value as well as you accumulate them. Yeah, and that brings with it some other things that, you know, we have to talk about when you accumulate such physical objects, because that's what these things are. They're tangible assets, and they're in your care. So the reason why you want to have all of these things take up your space is so that they will make you money. Uh, it could be short-term or it could be long-term type of uh, collectible holds that you will have. Um... What do you think? I think that <clears throat> you're right that the that there are different arbitrage opportunities, short term okay. versus long term. Um, <clears throat> some of the uh, some things like certain comics you can that you think are hot, you know, mm -hmm. might be hot or whatever. You could you know possibly swoop in, you know, pick up a couple, and then maybe even re resell those. Uh, within the next couple of months and make money, you know, because they sold out because people like you came in and swooped up a whole bunch of them, you know, so-and-so number one that you knew that was coming out that you figured was going to be like super hot and it was. Well, ideally you can predict what will be popular, True. you know, and try to make that futuring. And just like with any, with any of these assets that we're talking about, one of the key things about it is that you do have to educate yourself on the particulars of that asset class, of that asset type. Absolutely. And there are different categories for um, trying to get those reliable returns that you want um, when you're bothering to store these things, you know, either in your home, I guess, or storage units or however people manage to do um, this type of niche market. Right. So that's one of the things that you need to take into consideration when dealing with physical assets mm -hmm. is where are you going to keep them, how much space they take up. Um, and also, you may even need to take, um, you may even want to take out some type of insurance on them ah. just in case, you know, you have a house fire or something like that. You want to insure your collectibles. So actually, there is a collectible insurance service um, program that's uh, coverage that's offered by many popular uh, insurance carriers. Okay. Um, and so the general rule with that is it covers 1% to 2% of the value of each object per year. And so that's how the policy is built, and you pay for that coverage, which covers breakage, theft, uh, any type of loss. Um, flood or fire. Right. And actually using it like it was stolen, you know, or 
there the airline lost your bag <laughs> or whatever interesting huh oh yeah yeah you hear a lot about the airlines losing bags these days so and anything can be in bags and that's another alternative investment actually that resale yes uh, arbitrage like you were mentioning um, kind of a different it is a different collectible you know you have a lot of garment opportunities there um, I'm interested in those as we know <laughs> as I'm interested in vintage jewelry opportunities you know and the resale um, opportunities around that purses as well what do you think about the bags oh bags I'm talking about bags yeah bags <laughs> yeah uh, designer bags are can be a very good source uh, a very good investment uh, depending upon the brand mm -hmm. and the desirability of the model or the style of, of, of uh, the, the model <clears throat> in, that, inside the brand yes as it may be a fad or you know maybe a long-running you know name brand like Gucci right so <laughs> I had a vintage Gucci bag recently that I, I recently sold and through the through, through the through the platform that I sold it through I had to send it in for authentication Yes. So that's also something that you might want to, that you may need to look into when dealing with these asset classes, depending upon, um, you know, what it is. Like if you're dealing with Legos, there aren't really a whole bunch of counterfeit Legos out there, but there are a lot of counterfeit Gucci and Louis out there. So uh, authentication is something that you may even have to pay for. So that's something to uh, consider as well when, uh, deciding to invest in an alternative collectible. You know, that's a good point that you raise. Hmm. There is some fee associated, um, especially with storage. Yes. Cost of space. Yes. That should definitely be one of the things that you think about before you decide which type of collectible or what types of collectibles that you're interested in. Right. Now, if you choose to... Um, sell your family heirlooms <laughs> which is a thing i mean you know people pass away with huge houses full of things that have sat there for decades and then you go through them and you're able to you know add to the estate that way um through collectibles yeah like say your like old uh, silver services <clears throat> because the price of silver right now is around 18 dollars per ounce you know but like typically from what I've seen in the silver market, silver market generally goes up in the month of October. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so now. Okay, you dropped a nugget. Yeah. All right, I'm taking notes. So that would that may be a good Should time too. to sell. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're talking about silver, I mean, you also have silver coins. True. So you have some things that go across different collectible classes. I like it. Like uh, different, like, also some pop culture stuff mm -hmm. like you have star wars you have mm -hmm. star wars legos you have star wars coins you have star wars you know whatever bobbleheads yeah you know <laughs> sometimes i feel like a bobblehead in my day job <laughs> so that so different brands are you know 
have like high popularity across different assets as well. Absolutely. That popularity can change over time and you do run a risk of hype. Yes. Um, and fads. Yes. And, and, when, and maybe ending up with some collectibles that are taking up a lot of space that you thought you could get money for. You held on to them, you know, for however long you did. Could have been years. And then you're stuck with them and they have relatively to the market uh, that would be current to your time in the future is not worth anything. So that's that's a risk. Yeah. So what do you do with those? I dumpster, I guess. There's or that just flea market. There's the flea, market. flea market. Just <laughs> go there. It's all there. And there's also like bulk sales. Like say, True. you know, if I got like, you know, X-Men number 150, blah, 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 and I thought it was going to be super hype, and I bought 12 of them, and it's not. You know, it's like, I can sell those bulk. Yeah, for sure. Uh, We talked about comic books, or did we not? We talked a little bit about comic books. You can dork out on that way more than I can. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, different people choose to, you know, gravitate toward the collectibles that speak to them. Maybe you're a stamp guy. Or girl. Or girl, you know, person. <laughs> um, maybe you collect board games over the decades. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, yeah. Growing up, my family had a lot of board games. I wish I had them now. I do too. And we used to play them and things were much more wholesome. But anyway, um, we mentioned fine arts and actual art pieces uh, on the previous podcast on alternative investments, uh, but photography is also becoming, I think, increasingly popular. Yes. That I see um, <clears throat> online as far as collectibles and resale, you yeah. know, retail arbitrage. Right. Yeah. Um, kind of more rare concept things would be like books and manuscripts or documents. Um, fine china, which you know, I really like to collect those types of items, but storing those is, you know, and there's not a lot of demand for people that want to have knickknacks <laughs> these days in these gen- up and coming gen- uh, generations, I find. Yeah. But I like- they do want Yeezys. They want the Yeezys and they want the sneakers. So there's a huge market for sneakers online. Yeah. Yes, there is. In pop culture, it's amazing. Um, Males and females. Yes, I was looking at a Sotheby's (laughs) auction just yesterday that was advertising for some Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah. So, most definitely. Yeah, a lot of those um, kind of apps that we were mentioning previously, they they have interesting things like um, shoes, you know, that a lot of guys seem to want. Um, as long as they're really tied to like sports or sports memorabilia, that seems to be a dude thing. I mean, no offense to the women, but you know, you have a lot of size 13 kind of basketball shoes right. on there, you know, which I'm not interested in, but you know, but also like, uh, toys like, yeah. well, and, and Legos in particular, because Legos, believe it or not, is one of the most booming assets classes out there and I've done a little research out there on Legos and with that 
it's recommended that you look for sets that are larger, that are like, you know, when they're new about $200 and then they can appreciate up to like, uh, 60% or more within two years. That's typically the, you want to, there's a holding period of like two or three years gotcha. after the retirement of the set. Gotcha. But I like it. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so do they all have to be in the box or package? Well, the packages can be open. They can, and, and or of course the hot, the, the new sealed ones get the there best prices, Right. but they typically sell for about a hundred to $200 more than an open box set. Okay. Right. So it's not, so if the box is open, that doesn't mean, you know, it's no good or whatever, still go for it. And then there are particular themes within um, Legos that are more profitable than other themes. And so like some of the top themes that I've seen that the investors are really excited about are the Star Wars sets, right. uh, the Lego ideas mm -hmm. and the Lego uh, creator export expert ones. And I've been looking at some of those and those are kind of neat because they have like a cars, they have right. a Maybach, they have a Batmobile. I, I, there's a Batmobile that I'm looking at, you know, right oh, now. Right. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Well, you've done your research, um, or you already know about Legos, you know, and that type of thing. Uh, those are bulky. They do take up space. Yeah, those are definitely bulky. But if you're, you know, in it. Right. You can display them, you so know. Get into it. Right. Right. So any type of memorabilia, though, um over the decades and the eras, you know, such as Legos. Yes. You know, it's huge. And they hold their value for decades to come. It's they, a surefire, um, more surefire investment opportunity or even just, you know, wholesale and, and resale. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. And <laughs> there's no guarantee though. No, there's no guarantee in anything. Well, especially with collectibles because they're not liquid. They're illiquid. Right. You know. And guess what? They're not regulated. That's right. So there's no one to go complaining to. If you think that something was not priced correctly, you know, in the market that you are purchasing this collectible in, that's a risk. You need to do a lot of your own due diligence. Yeah. The point of it is to... Explore collectibles for profit and for enjoyment, or else you're not, you know, going to do it. For me, I love to go thrifting and, you know, estate sales, garage sales, that type of thing. You can pick up some really valuable things for really dirt cheap. And if you have the time, you know, to sell them, there's a buyer out there for it. Yes, there's you a know. buyer for everything at a particular price. And also, depending upon how you're marketing, you know your items and where yes and what wording that you're using when you're marketing them you know to to attract um, those small groups of people maybe out there that are super into let's say celebrity memorabilia <laughs> you know and not the more common Elvis you know or Madonna you know but all kinds of 
little knickknacks and little things that other people owned or used or had or sponsored or endorsed or whatever that's out there that you can get your hands on and stuff. Kim Kardashian ate on this plate. <laughs> Ooh. I wonder what she ate on it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I want her to. Right, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, too much. What have we missed? Barbies? Oh yes, dolls. Dolls? Yes, dolls beanie are. Beanie babies? Beanie babies. <laughs> yes, I have beanie babies. Do you? I do. I have a, a whole bag full of beanie babies. Which mm. I didn't ha I've known you for <laughs> decades and never knew. I just <laughs> did not know that you had a bag. How big is the bag? It's about this big. That big. All right, so yeah. it's not a real sickness. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But yeah, you, you've been finding a lot of bags. Yes. bags and selling those. I have. Yeah. And I shoes. Have, yeah, one, one was sold for me too. <laughs> a small, small bit of bags what it was good. worth actually. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, you have brought up some very good points for us. Really, surely. And I want to see your Beanie Babies. Okay, I'll show you my Beanie Babies after this. <laughs> I do, too. You know, my sister collected those. Okay. And the most interesting thing is, and you're probably going to hate me for this, is that in the treasure box, I have gotten rid of so many <laughs> Beanie Babies over the last recent years, too. So... And they were old, too. I probably shouldn't have given those. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, probably gave away some good ones. Yeah, I probably did. There were a lot of them, too. That's unfortunate, but I'm a really nice teacher. This is when you go. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So, you have to be careful, though, when you have these collectibles. You run risks of kind of wear and tear. You run the risk of counterfeiting. You know, um, buying something although it was you know maybe at a thrift store or whatever rummage sale whatever for 10 15 dollars but you threw that away because it was actually worth nothing and you thought that it was worth you know 10 times that or right a hundred times that even um, so counterfeit also low returns you know you just had to get rid of it mark it down you know and move your inventory because it does take up space yes you know so you have to be cautious about that um, we mentioned maintenance costs, you know, for storage fees, you know, and that type of thing. Um, and if you have a large collection, you should have, you should definitely keep an inventory so that you know what you have. As in, write it down and keep track of it. Yes. Or not analog, <laughs> or probably digitally. But either way, just so long as you know how to find it. Yes. And document your sale of these items too because don't let the tax man get you if you don't so that's a risk yes um, and watch for markups you know if you're purchasing things especially online like it could be totally bogus you know or you get this huge lot of things you know and there's only one or two little really good things that are there that you bought in bulk and had to transport 
these are real things that people are doing. Yes, you know? and very stuck, much so. They're literally <clears throat> stuck with like pallets of merchandise that they thought were real collectibles or whatever, and they weren't. And so <laughs> the only thing you can do is put it in the dumpster, and the cycle continues. But so you should really, when you're doing your research, ask for a written guarantee, you know, like uh, maybe for like paintings and, you know, that type of thing. That's pretty easy yeah. to come by. It will cost you, though. And sometimes to get those type of paintings authenticated, we're talking hundreds of dollars each painting. So you have to really be in it to win it with the fine art. That's what I know. Um, so do your comparisons and then call around and build, go within that community that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, the collectibles community. There's a lot of different communities, like on Reddit, mm -hmm. for whatever collectible you're into. Mm -hmm. And then there are also private Discord chat rooms, and then there's public Discords okay. for uh, certain collectibles. So you just have to look. Nice, very nice. And that's part of the education part yes. of educating yourself about the collectible space that you're entering into. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, we won't forget to mention again investment grade wine opportunities, you know. And that can be both a physical asset or, you know, it could be stored elsewhere so then right. you don't have to deal with potential losses due to not keeping it at proper temperature, breakage. shipping it all over the place, breakage. breakage. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, pretty good points that you're raising. Um, how about storing vintage cars? Yeah, then you <laughs> have garage to... is big enough for that. Then right. You you know, be our sponsors. And even if you're storing a car or something like that, then I mean, you, there's still maintenance associated with storing stuff. For sure. Yes. Hmm. I wonder if we've covered everything. I think I think we have. I think we have. Um, at least for today. Summary. Yeah, for today. Um, I don't know if I choose to feature any others. Um, as far as collectibles, what's your favorite collectible? Right now. Okay, does it change over time? It like does this. change over time. Okay. I was a big comic book collectible uh, yes. collector uh, when I was younger. I still have hundreds of comic books that I'm looking forward to selling soon. I'm getting into Legos. Okay. Right now, what's really doing me well is designer handbags nice, I and know. shoes yes this is true i can keep that coming for you yeah i'm really good at acquiring she sells i acquire mm -hmm. i wonder if what about get you get rid of my thimble collection i thought about your thimble collection and that's one of the things that i meant to add was huh. thimbles and how about my electronics collection i'm talking about the big bin of stuff that i don't know what is in there and i don't that's not my specialty we should actually look through that because it could be a vintage iPhone that could be, That's you know. what Dave said. He was like, I'll go through it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, Shirley. All right. I think that's about it, Anita, Anita Michelle. Absolutely. Until next time. Until next time. Hey, don't forget. To like. Subscribe. And hit the notification button. Yes. See ya. Bye. Peace.